Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thank you for joining me this morning. My guest is a Supreme, Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Pat Rogensack. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Oh, I am well, Meg. How are you doing this morning? Well, I'm great, and I'm delighted to be talking with someone whose name is Patience, because I'm hoping through <laughs> osmosis, perhaps, I will develop more of it. Is that a reflection of who you are? You know, I am a fairly patient person, yes. Well, Justice Pat Rogensack, I would like to talk today about your endorsement of one of the uh candidates that's running for state Supreme Court here in Wisconsin. But before we do, I want to give our listeners a little bit of background about you. And rather than rattle off what I have uh, printed out, I would like for you to just describe how you ascended to the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court and how long you've served and the decision to retire after this term. Well, you know, I've been really gifted with a wonderful opportunity. I've been on the Supreme Court now. This is my 20th year. Um, prior to coming to the Supreme Court, I was a judge on District 4 Court of Appeals for seven years. And before that, I did litigation work, which means I practiced in the courtrooms uh, of Wisconsin for 16 years. So I've been uh, working with the courts on one side of the bench or the other for a very, very long time. Um, and I really I really have to thank the people of Wisconsin for letting me have this opportunity. It's been it's been very interesting, challenging, and um, you know, just it's just a wonderful job. So I am happy to uh, endorse Jennifer Doro uh, to serve on the Supreme Court. I've decided to retire because after 20 years, it really is time for me to step off and to do something else and let someone else have a chance at the job. But it's a it's a great job, and I'm very I am very confident that she will do a super job if she's elected. Tell me a little bit about uh, your uh, your relationship and friendship with uh, Judge Jennifer Doro. I know that she was chosen as a chief judge down in Waukesha County, and, and I presume that you were part of that decision. That's right. She was elected by the Supreme Court, so all seven members of the Supreme Court voted to elect her be the chief judge of the 3rd Judicial District. And we have... Uh, in Wisconsin, judicial districts throughout the state. So that's kind of how we organize the court system from underneath to be sure that things are running effectively. And it's a lot of administrative work, being sure that the people in each district are served well and that the courts are functioning as they're supposed to uh, and performing all of their functions in a way that's transparent and easily accountable uh, by the people of the district. And so she was elected to serve as the chief judge of the third district by seven members of the Supreme Court. And at the moment, she is now what we call the chief of the chiefs. We have a committee that's made up of all the chief judges of the districts, and they meet once a month and talk about, you know, problems they've had in their districts, ways they've figured out to better serve the people. And she was elected by her colleagues to be the chief of that committee. Um, so she's had a lot of experience doing administrative work. And I consider that quite important because though people like to read about the decisions we make, that is really, that's not our only job. We are the administrative head, Supreme Court, when I say we, of the entire judicial system for the entire state. So having experience with judicial administration is really going to be very helpful for her 
if she's elected uh, to the position as a justice on the Supreme Court. So I like to, uh, there was a, a point when I started talking about the state Supreme Court election that I was referring to uh, two of the candidates as the conservative candidates and two of the candidates as the far leftist, they like to refer to themselves as progressive, but I would say repressive candidates. But I've, I've come now to uh, refer to the two conservatives as really the only candidates that what I would consider the judicial candidates or the constitutional conservative candidates. Can you talk a, a little bit about why you have selected uh, or, or why you have decided to endorse uh, Judge Jennifer Dorrell as opposed to uh, former Justice Dan Kelly? Well, I think that of the four candidates, including Dan Kelly, she has the best qualifications for the job, and that's why I decided to endorse her. I've known her for a long time on a, you know, a, a professional level. Uh, we go to the same meetings, and we talk about uh, similar issues that come up uh, for all of the courts in the state. But she's had the longest judicial service. She's been on the bench now for 11 years. Uh, nobody has that amount of service as a judge except her. But I think what's equally important, at least to me, and maybe because I practiced law for a long time before I became a judge, is that she knows the other side of the bench, too, and that she worked as a prosecutor for a number of years, and she worked as defense counsel for a number of years. Those are those are positions that let you look at the issues that a prosecutor faces, the issues that defense counsel faces on the lawyer's side of the bench a little bit differently than if you're only looking at what a judge does from the judge's side of the bench, because the decisions of the court, they have effect on everyone's lives. Not, you know, it's not, you don't make a decision, although you make them for other judges as a Supreme Court justice, because you want them to follow the law. And we have a rule of law, which in Wisconsin, if the legislature decides how something should be done in a statute, we we all follow it. That's, that's their job, is to follow what the legislature has set out as the law, unless the law is unconstitutional, which I have to tell you that occurs very, very seldom, um, because you have to prove that a law is unconstitutional beyond a reasonable doubt for it not to be enforced. So that's that's not a place where we end up. The most common thing that we do is to interpret a statute or interpret a contract. Insurance contracts are before us all the time. Um, but those issues appear differently to the people on the other side of the bench than they may appear to a judge. So Jennifer's got a perspective that for her gives her an understanding of how decisions from the court will affect the people throughout the state in various capacities, uh, whether they're sideways with the law, and so therefore they're a defendant in some case, or whether they're, uh, a, you know, pro proceeding on a claim, so they'll be acting as a, as a prosecutor, although Jennifer acted as a prosecutor on behalf of the government, so it's a little bit different than if you were the plaintiff in a, in a civil case. Okay, so another one of the candidates that's running is uh, Judge Janet Protasiewicz, and uh, she, uh, well, there's, there's, I don't believe that there's been enough coverage of this. I, I know that uh, a citizen, I believe in Barron County, as well as now a state senator, actually from our district here, uh, Senator Corey Tomchek, has filed 
a, a complaint against uh, Judge Protasiewicz uh, for violating the Judicial Code of Ethics. Are you able to comment on that? You know, it's 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 not something that I want to comment on. I don't I don't know if she's elected how she's going to sit on those cases. She's going to get motions for her to recuse and get off because she's already publicly made up her mind about issues that'll come before the court. So I don't know. She obviously thinks that's a good campaign tactic because I was at the forum, uh, the first forum where she made announcements that, um, you know, the redistricting was, quote, rigged. And the way she phrased her position on uh, any issue regarding abortion so that, that's for her to deal with if she gets elected. I, I hope she's not elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think that Jennifer is a much more rounded candidate and will do a much better job. She has not made up her mind on the issues. And, you know, when I ran for election, it was not nearly so partisan as it is now. I worked hard to have known Republicans support me, known Democrats support me. And then it was really run as more a bipartisan push. Than, than a Republican or Democratic push. Now they talk conservative and what progressive, but that's code words for Republican and, and Democrat. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a bit of a loss for all of us because, you know, when you're a justice on the Supreme Court, you, you have to understand how your decisions affect everyone, not just someone who might be, quote, conservative or someone who might be liberal. And I think Jennifer's background gives her the foundation to be able to do that. Working as a prosecutor and then working as criminal defense counsel couldn't be more different from one another. The the focus is so different. And she understands that. And she's got that foundation. No one else has that foundation that's running. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I endorsed her. She's really the best qualified for the job that she's asking to be elected to do. Justice, patient... Rogensack. I have just a couple more questions before we go. Uh, of course, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, or any Supreme Court for that matter, is often referred to as a divided court. In your experience, and just, and I don't know how much you can comment on this, but is it is there contentiousness between the justices when you're making deci- big decisions? And I'll take as an example, I, I, I always refer to it as setting the state of Wisconsin free after Governor Evers' illegal stay-at-home orders? <laughs> well, you know, we are not contentious with one another. We do hold different points of view, and different things are important for different justices. And, you know, that's why you have seven justices on the court, so you bring together various points of view. But, no, we don't yell at each other. We're not mean to each other. Um, we talk issues over. I, I have never heard anyone yell at one another on the court, we, it just doesn't happen. We get along just fine. I, that some of the justices have a very different concept of what it means to be a, a justice than I do. Doesn't mean I don't like them personally, or that I would be rude to them personally, or that they would be rude to me. They never are. So that's just a, just a made up uh, story. And I always think it's kind of sad when campaigns are run that you know they have to saved the Supreme Court from itself, and that's been the campaign theme for the last two uh, 
elections and appear it appears to be the theme again for the third one that's coming up. You know, we don't need to be saved. We get along just fine. The new justices were good additions to the court, and I'm sure the one that will be elected in April will be a good addition too. So you did serve with uh, one of the other candidates, uh, former Justice Dan Kelly. Uh, yep. Why did you decide not to endorse him and to an in- endorse his opponent, Jennifer Doro? I think Jennifer is more qualified, and th- and that's why. Dan has been a judge for four years. He's never been a prosecutor. He's never worked as a criminal defense counsel. He has never done administrative work, and Jen- Jennifer has served year after year as an administrative liaison for the Supreme Court for the circuit courts. I mean, Part of our job is to supervise the courts, and that supervision is administrative. You know, so she just has a lot more qualifications than Dan has for the job that she's being asked to be elected to do. Okay, last question, Justice Pat Rogensack. What was your favorite or your the thing you liked most about serving on Wisconsin's Supreme Court? Oh, well, you know, I love to write, <laughs> and, and that is a favorite part of my job. Um, And I enjoy getting together and discussing legal issues with the other justices, with my law clerk, and sometimes with their law clerk. Sometimes my office will have four law clerks and me, and we're sitting around and we're talking about an issue. I really find that very, very, just very interesting. And uh, so I'm sure that I will miss some of that as I move on. I bet you got a lot of fun things planned. I I presume you have some grandkids to uh Oh, yes, I do. Enjoy. I have eight grandkids. Yes, a lot. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for your time this morning, Justice Pat Rogensack. All the best to you in your retirement. God bless all that you've done and I will say a personal thanks for setting us free back in 2020 when uh, Governor uh, Evers decided we should stay at home and cower in our basements. <laughs> Okay, well, it was very nice talking with you this morning, Meg. Thank you. Have a great day. God bless you. you I'm going to go to a break, and I'll roll right into the 830 News, followed by the second half of feedback and your calls on WSAU. 